Well, hey, Oak Hills family, I'm excited to be with you from wherever you're watching right now. Some of you are you're watching in your living room. Some of you, you've gathered your family together right now. You've gathered your small group together. Maybe you're hosting a watch party wherever you're watching from, uh, whether it's in San Antonio, the Hill Country, or around our country, or even around the globe. I, want you, I just want to say to you, way to go. You have prioritized worship today. And I'm just so excited about what we're going to get a chance to talk about. And I just want to remind you, you're engaging with us right now. You are Oak Hill's family. So here's what I want to do today. I want to ask a question, just one simple question. It's not a new question. It's not a question you've never asked before. It's probably not a question that that you'll probably ask this question in the future as well. In fact, it was back in March. If some of you can remember back that far, March 15th, that was our first online-only service. Can you believe that? March 15th, our, our first online-only service. It was on that day that we asked this question, and here it is. Here's the question. What is God saying to us? What is God saying to us? We said, through all this, God is speaking to us. He is testing the church. We still believe that to be the case. Over the last 22 weeks, over the last five months, we have experienced, we have been reminded just how fragile and how temporary life really is. And so we've asked the question, what is God saying to us? I think it's important for us to ask this question. It's important for us to at times reflect on what it is that God is trying to teach us. And so I'm gonna give you some of my thoughts today, but nothing that I say today is gonna be more important than what God is saying to you. And here's the thing, he is speaking to you. He knows you and he knows what you need to hear. He knows what you need to hear today. But maybe you're like me, sometimes you just need the reminder to slow down, to be still, and to listen up. So let's pray about that, and we're going to dive into our message today. Father, we believe that you are speaking, and so we are listening. Holy Spirit, would you give us your words right now, because my words, they fall so short. We want to see Jesus. We are here to see Jesus, and only Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Well, who could have imagined the things that we have seen over the last five months? I mean, who, who would have imagined that we would have seen schools close, uh, conferences canceled, airports empty? Who would have ever imagined that we would have all watched Easter services from the comfort of our own home? Well, we're, we're afraid to breathe around each other. We're wearing masks. We, we, we feel the, the social unrest in our country. Oh, and did I mention it's election year? I mean, some of you, and I wouldn't blame you, but, but, but some of you, had you known what 2020 was going to hold, I think maybe you would have just opted for a year-long nap. Just set the alarm. Just say, wake me up, 2021. Just wake me up when it's all over. And, and I, I wouldn't blame you. But we're here. You're here. I'm here. God has us here, and he is speaking. But what is it that he's saying? Jesus criticized the religious leaders of his day. 
because they had seen all these signs, all these things that Jesus had done, these miracles and these signs, all pointing back to him, and yet they had missed it. Look what, look what Jesus says. In this passage right here, where Jesus says, you find it easy enough to forecast the weather, but why can't you read the signs of the times? You see, Jesus had done these signs, pointing to himself, but these, these religious leaders, they had missed them. They had missed him. Friends, I think it would be wise for us to pay attention to the spiritual signs of our time. To pay attention to the spiritual lessons. What is God teaching us through this pandemic? What is God saying to us? Well, I've got just a few thoughts on this, some spiritual lessons that I think God is teaching us through this. And here's the first one. And apparently, High School Musical had it right all along because lesson number one, we're all in this together. We are. We are all in this together. We, we are finding more and more that, now I'm not saying that we have all experienced this pandemic in the same way, but what we have found is that this pandemic does not discriminate. In some way, we have all been impacted by this. And I know, I know that we can, we don't have to look far to see how our world is divided. But if you look a little closer, then you begin to see how our world has united. Friends, humanity has come together through this. You tend to see what you're looking for. And I want you to know that humanity has come together. People have helped people all along, if only we'll see it. Church, can I brag on you for just a second? Oak Hills Church, I, I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for how you have responded through this pandemic. Because you have been a part of the solution all along. Back in the spring, back in the spring, we set up a, a COVID relief fund. We said, we're going to set up this fund and, and you can give to it. And 100% of these resources are going to go to our local partners and to our global partners around the world. Because we want to help people who are directly impacted by this pandemic. And I remember one weekend I said to you, I said, you know, some of you, you're, you're going to be... Uh, receiving stimulus checks. And some of you, you are going to desperately need those. But some of you, maybe not so much. And so I, I asked you to consider. And many of you, you did more than consider. I started to, to receive letters with, with checks. People saying, my family's taken care of Use this money to take care of someone else. You have been amazing in your generosity. You, you could have said, well, we're not going to church right now, and so I'm just going to take a break from giving to the church, but many of you did not do that. And I'm so thankful for your generosity. I'm so thankful for reasons like back in June and July alone, we were able to serve over 1,500 households with our fresh food distribution in partnership with San Antonio Food Bank. Now, I don't tell you that to say, look at what we've done. 
But I tell you that so that you will see the needs, continue to see the needs, and see how God working through the church is meeting those needs. And those needs aren't going away. They still continue, so generosity is still needed. But, but you have stepped up. And we're reminded that we're all in this together. Many of us have experienced things that we've never experienced before in this pandemic. One of the things with our fresh food distribution I love to do is to be able to walk around and just greet the people as they were waiting in their cars to receive food. I met one lady who uh, rolled her window down. I said, hi, I'm, I'm Travis. I'm the, I'm the lead minister here at, at, at Oak Hills and we're just so glad that you're here. And, and she didn't even let me finish. She just lit up. I was so blessed by my conversation with her, but then she started to cry. She said, you know, I never thought I would be here. I, she told me about her four young children that were waiting for her at home. She told me about her aging mother who she was also taking care of. And she said, you know, I lost my job three weeks ago. And I just never dreamed, she said, I never dreamed that I would be wondering how I was going to feed and take care of my family. People standing in a, in a, in a virtual unemployment line. Never, never dreamed that they, they, would, they would be needing to receive unemployment, but there they were. We've experienced things we never thought that we would experience. The needs are there. But you, the church, you have risen up. I want you to know, last I heard, you've given over $200,000 to our disaster relief fund. And, and over 150000 of those dollars have already been distributed out to our local and our global partners, feeding people all, all around the world. Thank you. I want to tell you one of my favorite stories in our fresh food distribution. Someone came up with the idea that we would put hygiene kits together. 282 hygiene kits were put together and handed out at our fresh food distribution. And can I read to you, can I read to you a letter that I received? She begins by saying, I just wanted to thank you for doing this. She was referring to the hygiene kits. I want to thank you for doing this. My husband lost his contract Back in April, we have never been this long without income. Thank the Lord we have been provided with unemployment, but that will run out next week. I came the other day to your distribution. I would like you to know that when I went to the shower that night, I had no shampoo. We are literally down to our last $5, and my hubby needs that for gas to find jobs. I was just going to use our bar of soap, which I'm very grateful to have. And then there was a, a young man handing out hygiene bags and offered me one. I decided to go through it and guess what? A small bottle of shampoo was provided to me. I was floored. Thank you so much. You really don't know how much we appreciate what you are doing. Church, can I join her? And to say to you how much I appreciate what you are allowing God to do through you. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 25. He reminds us what's really going on. He said, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you? A stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And then the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me.
Jesus is reminding them and he's reminding us that when we serve, we're serving brothers and sisters of Jesus. Jesus says, when you serve, you are serving me. So thank you for being the hands and feet of Jesus. Thank you for allowing God's compassion and generosity to flow through you to others during this time. I think this is a great spiritual lesson that we are learning. And we didn't need a pandemic to know this. We, we don't need a pandemic to serve other people. Friend, you may have someone in your office at work right now who maybe they are not struggling with a virus, but maybe they're struggling with a big life decision and they could use some godly counsel. Maybe, maybe your neighbor is lonely and maybe, maybe they haven't lost a loved one, but maybe they've lost their way and they could use a godly friend to come alongside them and guide them to find their way, to find the one, Jesus, who is the way. You see, we don't have to wait to serve. If we just open our eyes, the opportunities are all around us. We're going to be starting a new series next week. We're calling it Living Courageously. We're going to be going through the book of Acts. We're going to be looking at the courageous people of the early church and to see ourselves in that story. Could it be that you could use some courage during this time? And could it be that maybe someone down the street could also use some courage? And could it be that maybe just a simple invite, a virtual invite, or if you feel comfortable, invite them into your home. Say, we're going to watch this together, and then afterwards we're going to go through a study guide. We're going to talk about it. It could be that simple, but it could simply change someone's life. You see, we have these opportunities, and so we have to pay attention to the spiritual lessons that we're learning. What are we learning? that we all need some help <laughs> sometimes. And we're all in this together. Here's the, here's the second spiritual lesson that I want us to look at. The church is unclosable. I looked that up, it's actually a word. The church is actually unclosable. You, you have heard me say this many times, but a building can be closed, but the church can never be closed. Why? Because you are the church. Because everywhere you go, the church goes. Everywhere you live, everywhere you work, everywhere you learn, students, everywhere you play, the church is, is everywhere that you go. And it cannot be closed. Back when our large group gathering, in-person gathering on our campus was suspended, what ended up happening was that several groups began meeting together. Again, virtually, some felt comfortable enough to meet in person. These, God is moving through these smaller biblical communities. I want you to know that. and Some of you already know that because you're a part of them. If you are not, I, I want you to see God's movement through these smaller biblical communities. Can I tell you just one example, one story, story about Phil and Judy. Phil and Judy, they had been a part of uh, Oak Hills Church for three years. And 
then they uh, decided <laughs> when the, the in-person gathering was suspended, they decided that they would uh, find an online community because they knew that they needed to connect. But they not only connected, they not only got in a community, they were leading in that community. Judy had been baptized as an infant. And I want you to know that just a couple weeks ago, after spending the summer with this online community, both Phil and Judy went down into a pool and they were baptized into Christ on, get this, on their wedding anniversary. Isn't that cool? I mean, they are celebrating their commitment to each other as they celebrate their commitment to Christ. This is just one example of how God is moving in these smaller biblical communities. It is happening here, and it can happen for you. We all need community. And the thing that we have learned is that you can close a building, but you can't close the church. Jesus said it this way. Look at this scripture. He said, he was speaking to his disciples and speaking to, to Peter uh, directly. He said, on this rock, I will build my church and death itself will not have any power over it. Death itself will not have any power over it. Death cannot stop it. Death can even slow it down. The church cannot be stopped and friend, it, it cannot be closed. It cannot be stopped. And it cannot be. We have been given a mission that is unstoppable. And so I want to encourage you to continue to gather. If you, if you feel comfortable, gather in those small groups. We are going to continue to do this. And, and, and we're not going to, to wait. We're not going to wait to gather together. Now, Here's a third, a third thing, a third spiritual lesson that I think we're seeing right now. This world doesn't work, but God does. This world doesn't work, but God does. We've been in Psalm 23 for the last few weeks. And last week we looked at the last verse in Psalm 23. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, I, I think that verse resonates in our hearts for a few reasons. One, one reason we talked about last week, eternity has been set in our hearts. It's just a part of the DNA that God has woven within us. But the other reason, and we don't need anyone to tell us this, but we know this world, this world doesn't work. I had the opportunity, I, I was reading through our, our prayer request. I had a prayer request sent to me. And by the way, we pray through all of your prayer requests. Please continue to, to send those in. But I was reading through a, a prayer request and um, I, I saw that there was, a, there was a phone number in there and I, I got the information. And so I called the lady and, and come to find out she had been in the hospital for about a week and a half, two weeks recovering from a surgery. And as I talked to her, she talked about just the isolation that she felt. From friends and family, she said, I I'm still getting better. She said, they wanted me to stay another week, but I just told them I, I couldn't do it. I, I just, I, I couldn't do it. I, I could heal better at home. And so she got to, to come home a, a few days ago. But as I was talking to her, you could, you could you just hear the, the groans 
right? You could just hear as, as if she was saying this world, this world, it doesn't work. I want you to look at Romans. Uh, Romans says it like this. Paul says, the whole creation has been what? Groaning. The whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. We see this in our world. We feel this in our world, but we feel it within our very souls. That this, this world, it, it just doesn't work. And I know that can be discouraging. That is discouraging. But here's the encouragement and here's the hope. Even though this world doesn't work, God does, and he is at work. You see, a pandemic can shut down, but it can only make us fall down to our knees where we find the true power in life. You see, it's on our knees that we find out the real power at work in our world. We see that God is at work. He's never stopped working. He's at work. Doing what? Doing what? Well, he's reclaiming. He is reclaiming. You see, Jesus wanted his disciples to know that there would be trouble in this world. He never sugarcoated it. He never pretended, hey, if you follow me, everything's going to just be great. No, he said, you, in this life, in this world, you will have trouble. But he also said this. Look at this. See to it that you are not alarmed. Now, this was one of Jesus' final points and one of his final messages as he was talking about the increasing frequency of the disasters and the things that they were seeing in the world. But he says, see to it that you are not alarmed. Yes, bad things will happen, but, but see to it that you're not alarmed, that, that you don't freak out as if everything is out of control. Understand that, that God is in control, that God is sovereign, and that he is at work. Doing what? He is reclaiming. Everyone say that with me. Reclaiming. There is not a galaxy. There is not a single atom that will escape the work of God's reclaiming hand. He is reclaiming. He is reclaiming every afflicted mind, every diseased body, every hurting soul. He is reclaiming. He is the God who renews. He's the God who redeems. He's the God who resurrects. And this is the work that he is about. You see, this God, this is the language that he uses with his disciples. Look at this. In the recreation, right? In the recreation of the world, when the Son of Man will rule gloriously, you who have followed me will also rule. He's reminding his disciples that his Father, that he himself is a builder Look at this, look at this. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. 
Our God is building. He is at work. He is constantly at work. I know sometimes we, it doesn't feel like it. I know. And sometimes we look around and we go, God, I'm looking, but I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't see it. But make no mistake, God is at work. And here's, I want, I want you to hear me. He wants to do a work in you. Now, I want, I want to speak specifically to any of you who have never allowed him to begin that work. You need to know that there, here's what, here's what I think. I think there is a confetti cannon in heaven waiting to go off for you. I believe that there is a party that is already scheduled, that is already, the room is reserved, everything is ready to go, and the angels in heaven are just waiting to throw a party for you. Here's why I believe this. Look at this. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner changes his heart and life. One sinner. We see in scripture Jesus telling parables of the one who leaves the 99 and goes and seeks out the one. This is the heart of our father. And I wonder if right now he's, he's pursuing you. And I wonder if maybe that's what you're hearing from him. If that's what, if that's you, then I want you to know that you can receive him. You don't, you don't have to wait. You can receive him right now. Now, we do want to connect with you. As I've said, life isn't meant to be lived, lived alone. The spiritual journey, is, it, it's a team sport. And so I want to invite you, if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time, if you're saying, Jesus, I trust you with my life, here, take my life, do with it what you will then I want you to text the word CONNECT to 210-585-2585. I want you to text CONNECT and one of our team, they're gonna get in touch with you. And like Phil and Judy, we'd love to follow up with you and help you take that next step of obedience and baptism. But we wanna be able to connect with you. We wanna be able to talk with you. Don't, don't wait. This is, friend, there is a party just waiting to happen. If you hadn't received him, and receive him now. And if you have received him, let him continue the work in you. Let him, let him continue that work that he has begun in you. And pay attention to the spiritual lessons, the things that he is saying directly to you. We're all in this together. The church, it's unclosable. It's unclosable. In this world, it doesn't work. But you can be sure of this. Our God does. He is at work, and you will see it if, if you only look for it. Even when we don't feel it, even when we don't see it, God is working. We would be wise to pay attention to the spiritual signs of our times. May God show us what he is doing and may we join in with his activity in this world. Let's pray about that. 
Father, would you do just that? Would you show us where you are at work? And would you show us how we can join in with you? We, as a church, we do not want to wait. You have not closed the church. You are not waiting for anything. To, you're not waiting for any normal to come back. And so we will not wait. We declare right now that we will be a people we will not wait to go deeper into your word and deeper into prayer. We will be a people who we do not wait to connect with others in community where lives are being transformed every day. We will not wait to serve others. We will not wait to reach out to the lonely. We will not wait to reach out to the brokenhearted. You are not waiting and we will not either. Show us where you're at work and how we can join you. Father, for, for your glory, not for ours, but for your glory, for your fame, for your renown, for it is only the name of Jesus that saves and so we lift you high so that all men would be drawn to you and to you alone. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all those who agreed said, come on, amen.